You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. You're listening to the MyMac Podcast 699, just one away. And welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com Podcast 699. Finally, 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 just, just one away from 700, 700 weekly shows. And uh, Gaz had to go off and, and do some Gazzy stuff this week, so I, I don't have him on. But I do have, I'm not by myself here, which, which that's always a good thing. Uh, I have my son, Peter, who has... Uh, probably against his better judgment, uh, said that he would be willing to uh, come on and be on the show this week. Hello, Peter. Oh, hello, Father. Let me say that a little bit differently. Hello, Peter. Hello, Father. <laughs> That's almost like out of the IT crowd. Yeah. What a, what a great <laughs> show that is. How are you doing this week? Well, other than uh, recovering from a tiny bit of <coughs> sickness. Uh, I'm doing quite well, especially with my brand new uh, Mac computer. Uh, well, it's not really new. Well, it's it's new to me. Okay, okay, yeah. And we had uh, we had a little bit of problem actually getting that thing going, didn't we? Yeah, a little bit is a bit of an understatement, but <laughs> I think that we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. In the meantime, Peter. Now, while this is show six ninety nine, we are only one away from 700. And uh, I wanted to, to quickly, I was explaining this to Peter and I got like dead silence as I was explaining it. And I, and I completely understand why, because it makes absolutely no sense at all. Uh, we are only one away from 700 and Peter, do you know, do, are you aware of the momentous events that happened in the year 700? I am not aware of the momentous events that happened in the year 700. Oh. I doubt that I was even uh, existent in any way, shape, or form at that period of time. Well, as someone who lived through the year 700, well, mm -hmm. actually, no, I, I really didn't. I'm not that old. Uh, but in you Europe, know, you're just born there. <laughs> exactly. In Europe, King Cunapert, he died after a 12 year reign, and he was succeeded by his son, Liutpert. Liutpert. Uh, he ruled the Lombard kingdom together with, oh God, I can't even say this, Ansprand, Duke of Asti, as his regent. But in an odd twist, Peter, Ragnapert, Duke of Turin, deposed King Liutpert after an eight-month reign. He usurped, usurped, I say, the Lombard throne and put his son, wow, Aripert, in line for the succession. Wow. That certainly is something that probably happened in the year 700. It did. And, and there was some other stuff. You want to read this next one? Oh, of course. Uh, using my powers of clairvoyance, I uh, am able to hear this stuff and know this stuff before you bring it up. And this one is about <laughs> the... Arabian empire when, um, Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do 
Do the Mohammed best you can. Ibn al Asath revolts against the Caliph, Caliph uh, Abd al Malik ibn Marwan in the Sistan and the Balakstan regions in one of the first cases where it was the ruled who thought the rulers were revolting and not the other way around. Wow, <laughs> I wish that I had. Uh, had proper time to get those names right. No, no, no. The, the whole point, you, you, never, ever, ever apologize for mispronouncing people's names on this show. Because that's how we do things. All righty, Gee. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. In North America, Peter, mm-hmm. the, the Mount Edziza Volcanic Complex erupted in northern British Columbia, which is really surprising because, uh, I thought uh, this was America. Well, yes, yeah, sort of. Well, it's North America, uh, Canada take, which really, oh, sorry. British Columbia, Canada, which really took the European Canadians by complete surprise, mostly because they weren't there yet. Okay. Yeah. And I, that I, was, I'd be shocked. I know. I mean, they were all like, what? Huh? So that was some of the stuff that happened in the year 700. Uh, before we before we go on with some of the other stuff, Peter, let's mm-hmm. talk about that Mac Pro. Oh yes, the Mac Pro. <laughs> well, uh, give give them a little a little rundown on, on how things went. Okay, so in the year 2010, <laughs> uh, for my birthday. I believe that was my either 12th or 13th birthday. I do not remember very well at this point, but it was a long time ago. Uh, my father, father went ahead and instead of getting me a bunch of birthday gifts, uh, replaced my Mac mini with, I think it's an iMac. Yes. And it was, it was that year's model, although it was a refurbished one and it, worked really well i had that thing for a long time never really had a bunch of problems with it other than dwindling storage space from my lack of (laughs) ability to delete old video footage yeah this every single time i would look at your hard drive and see how much space was left this was my reaction (laughs) yeah uh, i think by the time i got it replaced i was running on about maybe 50 gigs on the oh. internal memory. Uh, if you, like, if you would switch that from 50 to 15 gigs. Oh, then- you're right. You're right. It was 50 on the external drive. It was 15 <laughs> yeah. on the internal drive. Yeah. Not good. I, bu- I believe my internal drive was originally about a terabyte and my external was three terabytes. So that should give you an idea. <laughs> um, so dad was replacing his, uh, Mac pro with a newer model, presumably for live casting. And he was thinking about selling it. And I just said, Hey, I mean, if, if you're just going to like sell it for like nothing, I could, maybe I could take it. Like I could use a computer like that. And thinking it was going to be an easy process. We both were (laughs) like, that sounds like a really fun idea. What a great idea. Yeah. Until, um, it came time to actually start doing stuff with it. And it turns out, huh? Huh. It didn't work. That, that didn't work. <laughs> uh, and little did we know that the problem was so simple, but we'll get to that. Um, basically, it wouldn't boot. Uh, and if it did boot, it wouldn't go all the way through. It would stop about halfway through that progress bar. It wouldn't even boot in safe mode, at least not very often. 
And when it did boot through, there were lots of like, uh, what uh, artifacts. Would you call that? Yeah, artifacts, like graphical glitches, which we believed were due to the NVIDIA card that he had in the computer. And we tried everything. Dad came down three different times trying to get this thing to work. And each time we thought we'd made some progress and nothing had happened. The first time he came down and we got it to boot and we tried to just dump the hard, like the hard drive straight into the new hard drive and just copy everything over. But that really wasn't working properly. So then the second time we tried doing just like a straight transfer with firewire. And that also. Well, that, that did, that did work. But we were still having the boot problems. Yeah. So then the third time, he just said, well, screw this. And we <laughs> brought it down to a local Mac specialty shop in my city. Uh, let's see. What was that uh, shop called again, Dad? Uh, it was, well, I, I don't want to say because uh, I'm, I'm trying to get them to pot- potentially be a sponsor for Mac stock. Oh. And even though, even though the final resolution, uh, it, it doesn't come across badly for them. They weren't able to actually fix the problem. So no, because it, they were having, they, they were able to at least figure out what we weren't able to quite figure out, which is well, they were able to get the computer to boot without any problems, but they were able to basically tell us this is definitely your video card in the computer, which um, so we took, we took the computer back and finally dad realized, Hey, wait a second. There's one thing I didn't actually try, which is looking at the cord that connects the video card to the computer itself. Right. And onto and, the motherboard. And what do you know? The problem was <laughs> that the cord had a kind of weird, like there's like six different little individual pins and one of those pins was just slightly out of place, preventing it from being plugged in all the way. Right. Which meant that booting was really difficult. And you know, the, the weird thing was when, um, the, the way I basically realized this was I brought the original video card, which was a, a um, uh, was a 5751 gigabyte card. And that only required, one connection from the motherboard besides being in the, the PCIe slot on the motherboard. And when I plugged that card in, the computer worked great. You know, Peter, you were getting like, cause we're, we're both big fans of, uh, left for dead over mm-hmm. there on steam. And, uh, you were getting, you know, I mean, it looked, it looked fantastic. Actually, I believe originally we were thinking, well, we'll just leave it like this, but we, we, we decided that, you know, I mean, I had spent a lot of money on this video card and it was like, if I don't use it in this machine, it won't be used at all. So we, we swapped the cards back again. And as I was hooking up the, the, the NVIDIA card, I realized, you know what? I've got one cable that goes to the old card, but I needed two cables to go to the NVIDIA card. So I, I looked at that's when I actually looked at the cable, the second cable that was connected up to the NVIDIA card. And that's when we saw this, this weird thing with the pin. So it was like, oh, for the, oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, excuse me, excuse me, scared the crap out of the cat. Um, 
we, we went back to the, the Mac store to see if we could get another cable and they didn't have one, but what they did have was a single that connected to the motherboard and then a double out, which was going to be good enough for this, this NVIDIA card. And as soon as we connected up that, that new cable, OMG, it worked like a charm. Absolutely no problems at all. You know, nope. I, I even updated the, um, uh, the, the driver, which was always kind of a point of contention where we were holding our breath to see what was going to happen because it never ended well. So, but yeah, it, it just took it right away. You, you can now run left for dead at like, or actually any of your steam games that you like to play at like just, insane, insane levels. Yeah. And now, now like most of my games I can now run at their highest, like basically their highest settings at the highest resolutions. Um, which I never used to be able to do. Um, even left for dead two, I would have to run it at like, 720p and i'd get anywhere between like 60 frames a second down to like the 20s depending on how busy things were and now i'm getting i can run into full 1080 with all of the graphical bells and whistles enabled and i basically get a smooth 60 like there's little drops here and there but nothing ever as severe as it ever used to be so basically it's just a straight upgrade no yeah. no bells no nothing else about it and the, the, and what makes me happy is I, I don't have to contact a bunch of people I don't know to try to sell the Mac Pro. Uh, you're able to use it without any problems. You've got like oodles and oodles of storage space now. Well. Uh-oh. Well, after moving all the stuff from my. Old computer? Or old, the, my, ter- my three terabyte drive. Now I've got about two terabytes of space on that computer. That's which left is still, over. Yeah, which is still like that's with the four terabyte drive and my the the main drive. So I've still got plenty of space. Well, did you did you did you move the stuff off of the three terabyte drive or do you just have that hooked up now? I, I did move all that stuff off. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't want to have like even more cables plugged in because I already had a new one plugged in for right. the monitor, which I didn't have before. So the both the old Mac and the hard drive are wrapped up and put in the closet and they're going to stay there for a couple months until I'm absolutely <laughs> sure everything is good. And then once everything's good, I'm going to hook them back up, wipe them and either sell them or hand yeah. them off to dad for whatever. No, no, I do not want that old, that old iMac. Don't, don't hand that. It's a 20 for, for people who don't know what it is. It, it's a 2010, 20 inch. I, was it a 20 or a 21 in point? I think it's a 20 inch iMac. I think so. Yeah. Core two duo. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I mean, it just can't run the latest operating system and apps as well as uh, a newer computer would. And the weird thing is the Mac pro is actually the same year. The, the big difference being that the four gigabyte video card and the fact that instead of being a core two duo, it's a four core Xeon Intel processor. So yeah, that, that thing is like a screamer compared to what you used to have. Also, I'm pretty sure that the old computer, you did install some more Ram into it. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, I Um, think eight or 16 gigs of Ram. No, you got 16 in that. I think I might have 32, honestly. Well, there's 32 in the Mac pro. Okay. So, but I don't remember what, what we had in the, in the old iMac. No, it was something. 
Okay. Um, well, well, tell you what, we have talked about that enough. Why don't we scoot over to the MyMac.com recent articles, and why don't you take that very first one? Alrighty. This is a Nemo's Hardware Store 78, which says it is reissued due to sound problems. Is that the name of the article, or is that the... Well, that, uh, yeah, that's, well, that's, that was why they, they reissued it. Okay, okay. Let's see. Um, it's written in first person here, but yeah, I'm, I forgot to change that. Sorry. That's all right. I'm, I'm, I, I, I am now dad. Um, <clears throat> due to an error during editing and the subpar audio I got out of discord, pretty sure that was my fault too, to be honest, uh, you know, being guy Searle senior, <laughs> uh, Nemo's hardware store in the last show was somewhat compromised for which I apologize to John WIP labs and all the listeners. And then there's just the word Simon. Yeah, Simon was the one who actually wrote that. Oh. This is Nam Gimo. What's the message? Yeah, that was the guy that was that did Nemo's hardware store. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and he misspelled apologize, unless that's the British spelling. Anyway, the next Probably. one. Who uh, who knows? The next one is the Essential Apple Podcast number 79. We talked to Lob Um Mokter Dak. Bovitis. Yeah, that's, I went there. Is that this, a what? Yeah, I know. It, it's what we do. This week, Android decided to join Apple in, ado- in adopting HEIF, which has to be good news for everyone. Tunnel Bear, sadly, got taken over by McAfee, who I did not know are half owned by Intel. Oh, sorry. That, is, that, is that McAfee or McAfee? Uh, McAfee. I think, yeah, I don't know why. He, because you said McAfee, and I was like, have I just been saying that wrong no, forever? No, I think it's McAfee. I think it's, it's either misspelled wrong, or I didn't translate it right, or, or something. And, and, but, however, Peter, there is news of a forthcoming oh. documentary on Apple's spinoff, General Magic, that was a glorious failure. That's <laughs> fascinating. To talk awesome. about this stuff, and much much more. We are joined by a huge Mac luminary, the most eminent, the incredibly pro- prolific, the legendary man, machine, giant lizard. No, he's not a giant lizard. Bob, Dr. Mac Levitus, who was also going to be the keynote speaker at uh, this year's Mac stock. Uh, plus, there is a Special surprise from Dr. Mac himself for listeners of that podcast to sign up for his Working Smarter for Mac user courses with a 60% discount. Go on over, download, listen, enjoy. Get that last one there, Peter. Uh, which one? The XP? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I... My apologies, everyone. I'm very new at this. <laughs> X Peanuts Snap Case for iPhone X. Review by Warren Sklar. I'm sorry, what was that name again? Warren Sklar. This is Sklar and Warren. You have failed pronouncing my name wrong for the last time. We have not. Oh, man. <laughs> Go ahead. <clears throat> X Peanuts Snap Case for iPhone X is a leather case for the iPhone X. It comes in black and has a picture of Snoopy of Peanuts fame wearing a shirt saying Joe Cool. Mm. And, Mm, yes, indeed. It also has a white stitched label on the bottom. The case is a part of a Peanuts collection that includes a backpack, waste pack, and a dop kit. 
I don't know what adopt kit is, but well, that, I'm sure that's, it's that's when exciting. that's when you uh, you you get like a, a a small human child or a cat. You adopt them. <sighs> is that is that a real thing? No, that's not a real thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, Hex has other collections, including Star Wars and Coca Cola, on their website. Please enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, if only we could somehow combine Star Wars and Coca-Cola. <laughs> if you would like to write for the mighty, mighty MyMac.com website, all you have to do is contact Mr. John Nemo, and his email address is Nemo at MyMac.com. Now, Peter. Oh, Peter yes, sir. Uh, if if you if there was like some way, some crazy, insane way that people could contact you, how would they do it? Oh, uh, well, the easiest way to contact me, uh, would be to email me at my personal email address, which I unfortunately do not want to give out. (laughs) Don't don't do that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. So instead, the easiest way to contact me, um, would be to email me at my, it's not exactly my business email address, but it is the one I use for more business stuff. Uh, let me just make sure I've got the right one. Okay. That's a, that would be, um, Jake and Peter 1996 at gmail.com. That is the email address that I use for nanobytes, the online web show that I sometimes update with my good friend, Jake Adams. And you can reach me. Uh, my email address is guy at mymac.com, probably. You can also reach me on the Twitters. My Twitter handle there is MacPettit. And um, we have a Skype telephone number, Peter. Did you know that? I did not know that. It's, it's, it's an amazingly busy Skype number. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah, yeah. We get like zero calls. Whoa! I know it's crazy fast. Uh, that number is seven zero three four three six. Ah, God, no, that's not it. I can't remember it now. La la la. As I go on down, seven zero three four three six nine five zero one seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. Peter, please get us the heck out of here. Alrighty. Uh- Real quick, I know you can edit this out. What do I have to say again? Oh, it's it's. I'll whisper it to you, and nobody will be able to hear it because God, that's God. how audio works. Exactly. Stand by. To stand by, and we'll be right back. All right, I got you. <clears throat> stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. I'm Jake Adams. And I'm Peter Searle. And together, we are Nanobytes. All right. A brand new channel with the express purpose of bringing fun and variety to your computer, TV, smartphone, or anywhere else. We've been making content in different forms on this site for years now. But we figured now was as good a time as any to really knuckle in and do something a bit more focused. But Jake? Yeah, Pete? What kind of videos can you expect to watch here? On this channel, you can find lots of things, like comedy, horror, parody, drama, and 
uneven action. Whoa, now that's some fun stuff you got going on there. That's right, Jake. And we have all of that and more. So come on in and take a look. I'm Jake. And I'm Peter. And together, we are Nanobites. Forget it. Yeah, that's good. I don't... I don't... The G-Men, ironically named for two men who never found that spot on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, everyone, back. Right back. I mean, it wasn't even five seconds ago that we ended the first segment of the MyMac podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have a couple things that we're going to talk about this week. One... Is there's a uh, there's an Apple event that is planned for the end of March, Peter? Did you know about this? Oh, I I know everything and Tell anything me. that comes to do with Macintosh computers. <laughs> and go ahead, <clears throat> just you know, from my gigantic brain, uh, March twenty seventh, there's going to be a special event in Chicago from Apple to be held at a high school in the Chicago area. Some rumors include new MacBooks, lower-priced iPads, and an updated iPad Pencil, whatever that thing is. <laughs> I think it's going to be more software-related event with better tools for pages. You know, a word processor, numbers, which is a spreadsheet, and Naturally. Keynote, which is a presentation software with advanced hooks into notes and messages and augmented reality as teaching tools. Wow. Yeah, How, you just pulled that right out. That was amazing. Thank you. I'm a natural at this. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, there were all kinds of guesses, you know, people talking about um, like new MacBook Airs, which is just freaking insane since you know, th there's not ever, there's never, ever, ever going to be a new MacBook Air. The the MacBook took over for that, so just forget about that. So yeah, I really think that's going to be more along the lines of there's going to be, you know, stuff related to education and I think this is also a way for Apple to try to get past the whole battery gate thing that's been going on. Mm. Now, uh the next thing I have here Peter is scammy. I know this is going to come as a shock, so I hope you're sitting down. I'm bracing myself. And you're bracing yourself for this scammy inkjet printers. There is a YouTuber, so, you know, it's it sourced well, uh, who claims that printer ink cartridges are a scam, costing 30 to $60, but costing the companies that make them well under a dollar. <sighs> Color me shocked. I know, I know. That Printer ink cartridges are overpriced. <laughs> yeah. Or that, uh, that companies don't do what they can to try to get you to buy new ones. And, uh, according to this guy, uh, some of the things that they do is the, uh, the ink cartridge chip. Now this is a chip that's built into every single cartridge telling the printer to stop working as soon as one color has run out. Even if the other colors are full, an ink cartridge chip sending false low ink notifications to your printer blocking customers from refilling cartridges with their own ink or making their own repairs printers using the color cyan even when printing in just black and white and that also that the volume of ink in these cartridges have shrunk over time now i don't think any of you know, whether or not 
any or all of these are true. I, I don't think that it's, it comes as a, a big surprise that any of this could be true. The, the, the whole thing with inkjet printers, they, they're ridiculously cheap. And they mostly these companies sell them basically at whatever the cost is to them because they don't make money on printers. They make money on supplies for the printers. Exactly. So, you know, the fact that you buy a relatively complicated piece of machinery like an inkjet printer, and they're not simple machines, for, you know, 50 to $100 with cartridges that last about six pages and then die, you know, the, the reason why they do that is that they want you to buy more cartridges. It's, it's why they have gone after companies that sell replacement cartridges uh, that aren't, you know, their own brand. Uh, they've gone after them with, you know, with a vengeance to, to try to get them to stop doing that. And it's, you know, it's not a big surprise. Um, I also think that regardless of whether this is true or not, I mean, we're getting to the point where people typically aren't really using printers anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, I know when, when you and Guy were going to school, it was a constant battle to keep all, I think we had like two or three inkjet printers in the house to keep them all up and going. Uh, I think it's at some point we, uh, we, we basically were using most of them just as scanners. Mm -hmm. So I actually gave up and got a, uh, a laser jet printer because it, they just seemed to last forever. Uh, but, you have an inkjet printer. You just recently bought cartridges for it. Uh, but how often do you actually use it? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> and you both, both you and your girlfriend go to school. I mean, you're in college. So you would think that you would be a prime user of something like printers. But even even there, you're not using them that much. No, not really. Like, like, yeah, I print with it sometimes, but quite frankly, I just I don't do enough stuff that requires printing nowadays. Yeah, like most stuff is online, and most stuff that you send to people is online. It, emails and PDFs and all the rest of that. So that's that's pretty much all I've got as far as topics go but i what something i did want to ask you about peter uh especially now that mm -hmm. you have this new to you uh macintosh computer the kinds of things that you use computers for well um i'm certainly not quite as tech savvy as my father oh him but I do do a lot of stuff with my mac regardless i, I don't just use it as a facebook machine I use it quite often for playing games on Steam. I've recently got back into Team Fortress 2 and Left 4 Dead 2, especially now that I'm able to run that stuff so much better. I can run <laughs> mods so much easier. Um, I also use it a lot for video editing. So when I do, uh, whenever I do actually make Nanobytes videos with my friend Jake. Oh, um, you, before we go any farther, tell them what Nanobytes is. So Nanobytes is a channel on YouTube that I started with my friend Jake Adams. And the whole purpose of it was just to make fun sketch videos 
and we haven't uploaded in a while. We've just been we've been pretty busy. Just it hasn't been as easy for us to actually really sit down and do the work. But we're hoping to change that soon. Uh, no promises, but we we do. <laughs> there there, <clears throat> there are plenty of fun videos on there still. At least fifteen that I think are worth watching. Especially that one you guys did in Florida. I love that one. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Aside from just like a pretty. Uh, I don't know. One, one of the actors we had, you know, it was just difficult. Just didn't, a little difficult. Didn't work as well as we thought he would. Yeah. <clears throat> I hate that. Yeah. Just a really, really ah, just sucked. <laughs> Careful. So, <laughs> so, yeah. And I, I did, I did all of my editing for that on my old Mac and presumably I will do most of my editing for the newer videos on my current Mac. Now you're so using you're using iMovie, right? <coughs> uh, yes, sir. And I I won't pretend that iMovie is the best or doesn't matter most comprehensive editing suite, but for what we need to do, it's available. Right, because you, you're, you're basically doing like single camera shoots. Yeah, all, pretty much uh, just just from different angles. I don't think we've ever done a multicam shoot on this particular uh, channel. I've done multicam shoots before. And I know that more recent iMovies, you can do multiple video layers, but I, I've, you know, I've never needed to use any of that stuff. Not really. And, uh, uh, you, but you, I mean, besides for editing the video, you guys are also, you're, you're writing, you're doing collaborative writing mm-hmm. on the Mac. And what do you use for that? Well, we use Celtex. It is a script writing software. Uh, we used to. It's weird because I'm. I feel like I like I'm recommending it, but at the same time, nowadays I think they make you pay for a lot of their extra features, which is a shame because the actual like device itself works remarkably well, um, really well actually. <clears throat> like it's it's really easy to format your scripts, and once you've worked with it long enough, you will, you know, it's it's just basically second nature. It's really easy to to crap out a script when you don't have to constantly adjust things yourself. When I say crap out, I don't mean like, Oh, I don't take my time on it, but like I don't have to worry so much about the details with formatting when most of it gets done for me just using, using that app. So yeah, that's, that's what we generally use. Um, you can get it on pretty much any kind of computer, but I've got the desktop app for my personal writings, which is very nice and fun. And, uh, is now when you're, you know, besides editing the video and writing the video, uh, you're also, uh, doing some stuff with audio for it as well. Yeah. Uh, I use GarageBand for most of my audio stuff. Um, cause most of it isn't super complicated, but I've used GarageBand to layer sound effects before and turn them into brand new sound effects. Um, I've used it to create music before. Like it's a lot of versatile things on my Mac. Like if I just scroll down to my taskbar here, um, yeah, you have a really busy taskbar. Yeah. I use a lot of programs. Um, a small part of me is always going to be a little disappointed. I can no longer use iMovie HD from like what? 2007, Eight. 2008. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Cause that was probably my favorite iMovie to edit with, even though it was probably the least feature rich in pretty much every regard. And also with lower resolution of clips when you added effects to them. But 
you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, like that's probably, that was always my favorite to work with. I've also used uh, avid editing programs before. That's yeah, you were used. using that in high school, right? Yeah. In my TV productions class, I'd use avid editing. Um, cause I, I, I think be- I gave, didn't I give your teacher like one of my old computers? Yeah, you gave you gave her one of the old computers and a monitor, and as far as I know, they did eventually put that up, but I don't know any details about that. Okay. I mean, I it doesn't matter. I, you know, just I wanted it to go to you know to, to good use. Yeah. Now, when you when you're adding uh, music and sound effects and all the rest of that, are you mixing that all together in GarageBand, or are you actually bringing the video into GarageBand and adding it there? Um, most of my sound effects I just put into iMovie personally, but and then just adjust them that way. Yeah. And so, but like when I'm creating sound, like, like if I'm just having to lay anything, I'll just do it in iMovie because it's not that hard. Right. But if I'm having to do like lots of interesting things with my sound effects, I'll bring them into GarageBand, more precise work. But yeah, generally that's how my work is done. And then obviously we've talked about it already. I do Steam on here. I've played Minecraft on here before. I haven't played it in a while because most of the people that I used to play it with, I don't really talk with because they're all doing their own stuff. But like it's I've I definitely don't use it to the same advantages that I know you use yours for. But I like to think that I get done what I need to get done with it. You do. Yeah, I I love and, you know, please, please go over to YouTube when you have the chance Check out Nanobytes. Uh, that's Peter and Jake's channel that has all their videos on it. And and yes, my personal favorite is the one they, they went to Florida when when they went to Florida. Uh, but they have lots of other ones on there that uh, that are just so much fun. I especially like the one. I think you did it right after that with the uh, the, the 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 wild cop one or you know yeah we're we're planning on making a sequel to that one if we can actually get ourselves together the script is done and we've got all the actors in place we just have to actually get the time to film it that's why that's why i've been growing out this stupid beard for so long so i can shave off most of it aside from the mustache oh i don't know if you knew this uh guy shaved off his beard i don't know why i'm bringing that up here but i did huh (laughs) i know huh Oh, fascinating. I'm sure all of our listeners are, are thrilled about hearing that. Yeah. Cause as everyone knows, <laughs> and I can say this cause I certainly know guys not listening to this. <laughs> um, guy had a very impressive beard and mustache he and did. it is a shame to see it go away before uh, it's time. Well, he's grown it out again. Wow, I'm sure that's going to look really great. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Yeah, he, uh, he kind of had that minor 49er kind of look going there for a while. Uh, is there anything else that uh, that you use your your computer for that uh, that you can think of? To, oh, actually, you and a couple of your other friends actually used to do a podcast. Yeah, we did three episodes of a podcast. Um, I forget even what we called it, but it was just, it was just kind of for fun, a thing to do together. Yeah. Cause it was and on then, SoundCloud, I think is what yeah, it was did, uploaded to. We, we did, we did three episodes on SoundCloud. Two of the episodes sound really bad because my microphone at the time was literally just my computer's microphone. <laughs> and then you were gracious enough to get me a microphone. And then I did one episode with it. And then we were never able <laughs> to continue and, and do more. But it was still good because it meant I had a good microphone for video stuff. 
Right. To do but, voiceovers and uh, what, what's that called? Not voiceovers. Uh, what? Where you're replacing the audio that was shot live? That's ADR. And if you ask me what that means, I cannot tell you. All I know is it's it's called ADR. Okay. Well, that ADR thing. Um, Well, I guess uh, that's going to about do it for this section, Peter. Are are you ready for us to leave and go to the next section almost immediately? Yes, almost immediately. So, um... Stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. This is Private Eye, Mac and Tosh, and I'm here to tell you about a book written about me and my search for the Maltese Cube. Yes, it's a fine book. I think you should get it. Quiet, you. It combines technology, Mac trivia, action, murder, suspense. Oh, just tell them where to get it. I'll get to that. Romance, film noir detective fiction. I can't stand it anymore. It's called the Maltese Cube, and it was written by my Mac writer and podcast. Podcaster Guy Searle, find it on Amazon. It's only $2.99 and coming soon to the Apple's iBook store. Don't forget, it's the Maltese Cube and so inexpensive. You know you're not in it, right? I mean, the next one, right? Sure thing, Louie. You know, this could be the start of a beautiful friendship. Get the Maltese Cube on Amazon and soon in the iBook store. Not the use case the internet was intended for. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. This is the, I know, the third and final section. Now, typically in this section, right in the very beginning, and because, Peter, I know that you listen to this all the time. Every single week, it's like, it's, I can't. You can't Start turn my away week without it. <laughs> well, then I would have to ask: uh, Do you know that that this next part is called Gaz's Tips? Not. I'm nodding my head right now. Yeah, Gaz's Tips. Mostly. That worked out well. Mostly. Gaz's Tips. It's time for Gaz's tip. Well, it's not Gaz's tip because it's uh, my tip because he's not here. Um, real quick, uh, my actual preferred way of using the Finder is in columns view where you have just a series of columns and it, you just kind of slide through folders and, and get to whatever it is you're looking for. But it can be really super annoying when there are files or folders with names wider than the column itself. So typically when this happens, you go down to the bottom and you slide that column or drag it across to whatever the size it is you need. Well, you can actually do this much faster by simply double clicking at the bottom of the divider and it will make itself as big as it needs to be for every single file in that column. Now, if you have multiple columns going on, uh, another useful tip is to hold down the option key when you're adjusting the column with manually by click dragging the divider. Mm-hmm. This will adjust all of the columns at the same time in the same window. And it also sets the chosen side for the default column width for all finder windows going forward. Whoa. I know. Isn't that fascinating? N- nods head. Hit it. That's the end of exactly. Gases tips. That's Most the end of Gases tips. That's the end of Gases tips. Okay, is that the uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gases tips. Pretty.
Ding! There we go. There goes Gaz's tips right out the window. <laughs> Ran away. Didn't even bother stopping and say bye. I know. I know. It's so rude. So very rude. Very. Uh, Peter, this is the part of the show. I know that, you know, actually you and Jake have been on this show before. I just remembered this. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. We, we recorded an episode of the MyMac podcast while we were driving to Florida with uh we didn't actually do it on a uh laptop or a mac computer we did that on the ipad yeah i remember that that was a um not a total disaster (laughs) well not complete but you know it was disaster ish disaster ish uh peter this is the part of the show where we typically give like a tip or a trick or, or, you know, some kind of thing that, that we want people to know about. Uh, do you have a pick? Yes. Um, I do. A couple days ago, uh, one of my favorite films from last year, the disaster artist came to Blu-ray and I believe it's also on digital platforms as well. If you're not a physical media snob such as myself, <laughs> but it was a, um, Probably one of my favorite films of last year. It has, um, it's basically the story of the making of the room, which is one of my favorite good, bad movies of all time. I know dad. Yeah. yeah explain really what a good, it. bad movie is. Well, uh, for those of you who aren't aware, a good, bad movie is a bad movie that is so awful or so misconstrued or just everything about it just doesn't work. And be, Everything about it just kind of blends into a nice little cocktail that is somehow, somehow makes it really good and entertaining. Now, that can be um, like there's other good, bad films. Like, in my opinion, The Happening is a great example of a good, bad film just because it's really funny. Yeah. Most of the Godzilla movies from the 60s. Yeah. The show, a lot of the show era Godzilla films are so bad. They're good. Um but the room except is with, except for the one with the, the sewer monster, whatever one that one was. That was a Godzilla versus the smog monster. Yes. Godzilla versus Hedorah. That depends Ooh. on where you're seeing the movie, but Can't that's stand um, that movie. Nah, but that, that's a great movie, dad. And I think you're just jealous of its success. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So sure. The big, the big thing is, um, it's a good movie. Um, uh, it's not, a full price Blu-ray. I think it's only about 20 bucks compared to like the average $25 Blu-ray that comes out. If you're, um, you know, brand new spanking Hollywood blockbuster, but it's a good time. It's got lots of fun, special features and it's a good movie. So if you're in, if you're interested in how a movie as bad as the room comes into fruition, it is not a bad option. The book is also really good and a lot more detailed, but it's, it's a bit of a longer read. So the movie is great for people that are interested in the story, but don't necessarily want to devote a couple days to it. Okay. Uh, I actually have a hardware pick this week. Uh, there is now the, the way I record this show, I have a, a really, really good microphone. This is a Heil PR 40 microphone. And it, that's going through what's called a cloud lifter, which is kind of a preamplifier into a mixer. And then from the mixer USB into the computer. Now, that's not a cheap way to go. That, that's a, actually a very expensive way to go. There, is, there are other options. One of them, and I've got one right here, and I'm actually going to try it while, while I have everyone here. Uh, it's a Behringer 
Ultra Voice XM8500, which is a dynamic microphone, kind of looks like the, the Shure SM57, um, but it's like one-fifth the cost of $20. This, this is a pretty, pretty good dynamic microphone, but like most dynamic microphones, you have to put in a, a lot of gain for you to be able to hear it. Now, you've got something like the Cloud Lifter, which is about $150. Uh, I also use something very similar to that from a company uh, called Simply Sound, and that's the Simply Sound SS1, which is about $50. But the Simply Sound SS1 has, it, it's not the same quality as like a Cloud Lifter, but the one that is, in my opinion, the same kind of quality as the Cloud Lifter is the Triton Audio Fethead. Now, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to turn down the Heil PR40. This is a $350 microphone. That's going through a cloud lifter. And what I'm going to do is turn up the $20 microphone. This is a Behringer XM8500 with the Fethead on the bottom. So this is what the PR40 sounds like. Check, check, one, two. This, ooh, that may be clipping a little bit. Uh, let me turn on my own sound so I can hear myself before I say any more. There we go. This is the XM8500. This is an, a $20 microphone with a uh, Triton Audio Fedhead preamp directly attached to it. And as good as the Heil sounds, you have to kind of ask yourself, is that $350 worth of good as compared to this $20 Behringer microphone? And if you're just starting out, I think that, that this sounds really, really good. I, I'm, I'm amazed at how well the, uh, the Fethead makes relatively inexpensive microphones sound. What do you think, Peter? How do they sound compar comparatively? Comparatively. I mean, comparatively, I'd like to think that the microphone you're using right now is better than the one you just played, which sounded kind of muffled and very <laughs> strange on my end. But this one sounds pretty good, too. Yeah, no, yeah, they, no they both sound fine, but I, I think that you made a good choice. Okay, well, this is, this is the XM8500. I'm going to switch over to the more expensive Heil. Test, test, one, two. This is the Heil PR40. This is the XM8500. So that's, that's my recommendation. If you're working with audio, let me get a little bit closer here and turn this up just a little bit more. There we go. Yeah. Hey, mixing audio on the fly. Isn't that wonderful? Um, for about a little more than a hundred dollars, you could have really, really good sound as compared to what I spent which was, you know, 350 for this microphone and 150 for a cloud lifter. Don't tell your mother. Um, yeah. So I, I think that, uh, that that's a pretty good choice. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to probably change out my Simply Sound SS1 preamps for these Fed heads because I just think they sound so much better. And that's, uh, that's, so that's my pick this week is the Triton Audio Fed Head. Wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, we don't have a uh, people's tip this week. We don't have any reviews, uh, but if you would like to do an iTunes review, uh, well, that would be great. Number one, we would really appreciate it, but you're not going to do an iTunes review and get nothing back from it. 
because Peter, I send people something when they do an iTunes review. Do you know what that something is? Uh, is it a friendly thank you note and a sincere apology for being involved with the show? Uh, slightly. Uh, it, but it's a little bit better than that. It, I send them a wooty. Uh, what, what, what is that? A wooty. That's a big W, big O, big O, big T, little I, little E. It's a PDF that uh, is just my little way of saying thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to the MyMac.com podcast. When you do an iTunes review or you call our Skype telephone number, which we'll tell you in a minute. Uh, but yeah, so I will send you, as a matter of fact, Peter, I'm going to send you for being on the show this week. And actually, I guess I owe Jake one too for being on the show before a Woody where you can hang it with pride knowing that you and Jake were on the MyMac.com podcast. It would be an honor and a privilege. Really? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Facebook, we're back up to 200 liquors, so I am not sad anymore. That makes me very, very happy. Uh, and speaking of, of things that make me happy, uh, the Mac Stock Expo is coming up July 21st and 22nd in Woodstock, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, so it's super easy to get to. You can spend as little as $169 for a full weekend of fun and entertainment. There's going to be great speakers. There's going to be great food. Basically, if you're staying at a local hotel in the Woodstock area, once you get there, you won't have to spend a dime on anything from Friday evening until you check out of your hotel Sunday uh, afternoon, I guess, or whenever, because meals are covered uh Friday night, if you get the weekend package, there's the, so not quite, but almost a speaker's dinner. There's the uh, Midwest Mac fun time that's going to be on Saturday night. Your lunches are, are taken care of. You've got, you get a t-shirt. You can buy a, a wonderful coffee mug. You can get a hat. I'm wearing a Mac stock 2017 hat right now as we speak. Doesn't it look great? Oh, wait. No, we don't have video going, do we? No, we do not. <clears throat> but trust me, it looks wonderful. So that's, you know, it, typically if, if you wait until the last minute, it's going to cost you $249 to go to the Mac conference and expo. But my God, why do that? Get it on the early bird special 179. And if you use the special coupon code M T T F bonus, 10, you will get another $10 off that and you will only spend $169. That is $70 off the full price of this conference. Nothing else that you have to spend. Go on over to maxstockconferenceandexpo.com for more details. Now, Peter, we're at, we're at near the end here. Uh, if there is some crazy, crazy way that people can get a hold of you. How would they do it? Well, as I said earlier in the podcast, oh, <coughs> oh, uh, <coughs> wow. Sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I, I was, fixing no, I'll that. edit that out. Do you believe me? Yeah, I, I believe yeah. you, dad. I, I know, I know, I know that you love me enough that you would edit that out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> So if you're looking to contact me, as I said earlier in the podcast, you can reach me at jakeandpeter1996 at gmail.com. Uh, that is our Nanobytes 
uh, email address. Uh, I'm also on YouTube at Nanobytes. Uh, and I have a Twitter, but you're not getting that handle. <laughs> <laughs> no, for no. sure. Yeah, that's that's sta- that's sticking with me. I know what it is. Should I tell him? No. If you if if you think you know what it is, go ahead. <laughs> no, I won't do that to you. Um. So yeah, we're um. Did I get it right there on the papers? Oh, uh, where? It's under contact. Follow us. La 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 la. Anyway, while you're checking that out, you can reach me, guy at mymac.com. Probably, I say probably because for some crazy reason it doesn't always work, but that is a great way to find it. Uh, guy at mymac.com for an email address. You can reach me on the Twitters. Uh, my Twitter handle there is Mac Pettit. You can reach Gaz at Gaz at MyMac.com. That is G-A-Z. Oh, Peter, every time I say Z, say cars. Okay? Okay. All right. G-A-Z. Cars. At MyMac.com. He is also on the Twitters. Gazmaz. That is G-A-Z. Cars. M-A-Z. Cars. On the Twitters. And we have a combined Twitter account, which is Guy and Gaz. G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. Cars. And if you would like to contact fearless leader Tim and ask him once again why you have let Guy and Gaz take over this podcast since show 85, all you have to do is send that to feedback, feedback at mymac.com. And my God, Peter, we have a Skype number. Oh my God. It is. It, I just, I, it, I, it blows my mind how many oh people my- use this Skype number. Okay, uh, here, I'm going to read it out, just because I didn't even know it existed until you just told me, like, an hour ago. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right, uh, 703-436-9501. That number again, please. 703-436-9501. That's right. And uh, this is the part of the show where I say thank you, thank you, thank you. You have... My and Gaz's, and for this week, Peter's undying <laughs> gratitude that you have downloaded and listened. That's the important part. And listened to the MyMac.com podcast. And Peter, I think the reason why is because I think, now this is, this is me. This is me talking here. Mm-hmm. I think that we're good enough. I think, and it's so hard to say this with a straight face, smart enough. And doggone it, woof, woof, people like us. Now, this is where you, you say that thing. What? Oh, oh, okay. I got you. <clears throat> I believe this is from my father's perspective. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, God. Okay. Jai Anchane Mon Fils Peter Sur Le Podcast Sete Semaine Sur On Sens De Place De culpable at the obligation <laughs> and then there is only one more thing that you have to say and it's it's got four big exclamation marks right there on the bottom and thanks for downloading and listening to the my mac podcast you can also hear other great podcasts on the my mac podcasting network like the tech fan podcast three geeky ladies geekiest show ever the Let's Talk Podcast, the Essential Apple Podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts.
Yeah, we may actually have you do a... Actually, it would be great. You know what would be funny? If you and Jake could do a, a, a small sound bit and like no longer than eight seconds or so, basically saying why you wouldn't ever listen to this podcast. And it could be anything you want. Any reason why. Let me uh, text him and see if he'd be willing to come over either tonight or tomorrow. Okay. Well, it doesn't have to be right away. I mean, just, you know, whenever. Do you have hot cocoa? Yeah. I heard the sipping sound of hot cocoa. I do have hot cocoa. I don't have any hot cocoa. I, I don't know if I can do anything about that. Well, it's not easily transferred over Skype. I, I, I understand that. I'm not happy about <laughs> it, but I understand it. 